Here's what's going to happen. So we're going to shout out the title like we just won the lottery on the count of three. One, two, three. Crazy love. Crazy love. See, in the world, if you say that, be like, ooh, I want some crazy love. But here in church, we know what it's about. We're keeping it holy. We're keeping it Jesus, like a beeline straight to Jesus and not Jesus, Jesus. Amen. So here it is, guys. We, we, we had our, our first, about two weeks ago, we're in it, we're in it, this is our third, our third Friday? Third Friday of the month, we got one more. Guys, invite your friends, invite your friends. We talked about this, this prize. Guys, we're so serious. Like, I will drop it like it's hot. Invite your friends. Amen? So before I get started into the word, we want to give you just a little taste of what we're going to talk about today. We always have a skit team, so if the skit team Go ahead and get ready to start preparing. Let me tell you what. Today, guys, we're talking about ah, tithes and offering. Not, not what we're talking about today. There it is. We're talking about the intro. Last week, we talked about the search. And we have a book here in the church. It's, it's called Date Like a Christian. It's in the back. Here it is. It looks like this. And we have it. And, and the reason why we have books like this, if some of those who want to date, who wants to date in this place? Just raise your hand. Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, you know you're lying. Who wants a date in this place? I want a date in this place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But we've got to learn to do it all the right ways because if, if we don't talk about it, we only know how to do it the wrong way. And let me tell you what, I messed up. Straight up, I just messed up, okay? And, and I have a testimony where God healed me. He restored me, you know? We want to talk about that because it's real. It's happening. And when you go back to school, you'll see old, old buddy, you'll see old girl and be like, oh, oh, hey. You know how to respond and react. Amen? So is my skit team ready? Doing the best I can to stall. Oh, man, she needs my mic. Amen. Give it up for the skit team. Come on. Should they A, repent, turn back, and say, you know, I'm sorry for the sin, God please forgive me, or should they B, go further? What was that, B? B, they should go further? 
a little bit of A. I hear a little bit. B? Okay. They decided to take it further. Next thing she knew, she was popped off with a baby. (laughs) And her man was getting swept off with the next thing smoking, leaving her behind with a baby in her stomach and no money. Now, I know, right, Patty? Now, it could have been different. She could have chosen God. She could have chosen the right path with holiness. But she didn't. And she's the same as many of our teens today. Back to you, Lisa Chong. Thank you, Lady Velasquez. This concludes our broadcast here on Channel 27. Let's go pray with you. Good night and God bless. Come give it up for them. Amen, amen, amen. If we can have a strong man, go ahead and pick this up. I'm not preaching with a table on, on here. Praise God. Today we're talking about the intro, and do I got control over here? I got control. Let's check it. I got control. <laughs> this little thing so powerful. I got glasses. Want to see something cool? Y'all see that? Watch, I'll do it. I'll do it one more time. I'm saying, ooh. If I take somebody back in, like, Stone Age, and I do that, they'll be, ooh. And y'all acting like it ain't cool. You know it's cool. Amen. Praise God. We're talking about the intro today. Last week, we talked about the search, and the search was basically looking for the person that you want to be in relationship with. Okay, you can't get in this relationship if you don't know what you're looking for. When we go shopping for for groceries, we know what we want. It's not one of those random things, well, I want this. Sometimes we do that, but I'm saying every family, they know what they have because they're on a budget. They have to save up, so they say, we need bread, we need milk, we need eggs, we need so-and-so, we need this, or we're not going to get all ice cream. It's waste your money. So in the same concept, when you're going out looking for the one you want to be in a relationship with, you, you have an idea of who you want. And last week we talked about a godly woman and a godly man. And we gave you all the attributes of what you want to look for in this person that you're interested in. And tell you what, and if they didn't have any one of those things on the list, you give them the boo. All right, everybody go ahead and go like this. These people got kicked out. Awesome. I love it. So here it is. We have a standard, guys. In Christianity, uh, you, you hear about it and you see it. There's a lot of compromise. We're like, oh, I can do this or I can do that. Or I see my friend doing this. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm telling you what, like relationships you don't want to play around with. Do not lower God's standard. That's God's standard. We just basically gave you the word and what the Bible says about it. Don't lower God's standard because when you do that, you compromise. Little compromise here and there. See, I didn't see it wrong. I was going to church. I didn't see it wrong to hold somebody's hand. It started there. And then, you know, this and, and that and then around. And then, hey, what about this? Want to come over to my house? No one's home. Literally, that's what happened. So it's the intro today. And basically what the intro is about, how do you approach the situation now? Now you found the man or woman of God, right? You found him. Now how do you go about it? And today you're going to learn how to go about it the right way. Not the way, like, hey, go holler at old girl. You know, that's how we do it today, right? At least that's what back when I was in school. Like, hey, 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 I bet you can't get with her. Like, first it was someone teasing me saying, I bet you can't get her. I bet you I can't. I bet you can't. Watch. 
Hey, what's Oh, wait, I, I'm, I'm talking to you. That's all right, it's all right, right. That's how it always happens. Someone came up and just be more macho, I bet you can't get with Or ladies, how about, man, that boy's look cute. Yeah, he's, he's, on a, he's on a baseball team. He plays for a Clemente. Look at look, 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 my Clemente boy right here. See, I had to pick him just because I went to Lane Tech and played baseball, and that was like our arch enemy. So we love him here, amen? So the intro, knowing how to do it, the right way. And everybody said, praise God. That there is a right way. And you're learning it here in church. Like my church teaches me how to date. What? I got to go to your church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So first things first, you have to know we're going to break it down like this. There are three components to the intro, okay? God has chosen the man to find the woman. Okay? Just stay with me right now. But like, man, what are you talking about? That's not how it works. God, number two, God has a specific time when a person can date. And number three, God has specific rules for Christian dating. So if you have your notes, you can take that down. If you didn't take it down, it's okay. We're going to go through it in this message. I'm going to go fairly through it, and at the end, we're going to pray because there are some things in your heart that are unresolved. And you know what? We, deep down in the matter, it's an issue of the heart. But we're teaching you how to do it today because we want you to know how to do it right. Okay? Number one, God has chosen the man to search for the woman. This Proverbs 18.22, this is the word of God. It says this, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. It starts off by saying he. So right there automatically we assume that the man is the one searching. And he says when he finds a wife, he finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, man, you're a little older. You know, God has chosen the man. Like you're old-fashioned. That's outdated. Now it's anybody. You know, the girl can go up to the guy and it'll be fine. But let me tell you what, if you understand the order of what God says in his word, it'll help you out reason why we have these here. The Bible says that the man is the head of the household. Okay? He's the head of the household. And the Bible uses comparisons to Jesus Christ and the body, his church. His church, they're talking about this church, the church down the road, the church in Oakland, you know, the church in Florida, his bride. It's all his bride. And it talks about, and it uses a man and a woman, and it describes that Jesus Christ is the head. He's the man in the relationship. And it talks about how God, Jesus, went out and he went after his bride. He sought out his bride. So that's an example right there. Men, you're the one that are pursuing the women. Now, I know in your mind, like, ha, hallelujah, Adam, I've been pursuing women. They want to come with me. No, no, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Keep it holy and pure. I know what you're thinking, guys. It doesn't mean it gives you the right to holler at every girl that comes into the church. And all my ladies said amen. Because I'm telling you, we had some fresh ones here the last week. Just like, hey, what's up? What's good? And now you guys are looking around. Who's fresh? Who? Well, pay attention, guys. Here. God has chosen the man to search for the woman. And this is what the Bible says. If you look at it, let's not go against the word of God. Just point blank. Okay? Ladies, usually what happens when you go looking for a man, it's usually you just go find and, and find someone that just, you know, appeals to, like, your eye. Like, man, he's cute. He's good. And I'm going to tell you what, usually these relationships end up, like, sometimes falling apart. Not all the time. So let me tell you what. Majority of the times it will. But if we do it God's way, I'm telling you, this is like the, the formula how to do it right. Amen? Amen. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on. Number two, God has a specific time for a person to date. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You guys have one question that comes to your mind when I say this. And the question is this. When is a good time to date? When is it a good time 
today. And I, if you have no idea, I'm, I'm going to put one of my leaders right on the spot. Like, they have no idea I'm going to do this. Danny, stand on up. Let's give it up for Danny as he stands on up. Danny, stand on up. Not, not that Danny, this Danny over here. Praise the Lord for two Dannys. Okay, he doesn't know, and if he says the wrong answer, I'll correct him, rebuke him later. So here it is. When is it a good time today? When God says so. When God says so. Give it up for Danny. That was a good answer. He, he played it safe. Like, he just went, I ain't going to get too deep when God says so. That's, that's a good one. Just slick, slick, slick guy. Here it is. There is not a set answer for every person because each person is at a different place, both spiritually and emotionally. What does this mean? Okay, there may be some people here in the church that might be in relationships, you know, and they're, they're doing it the right way. And we're looking like, man. You know, your leader's coming up to you and say, hey, what is the, how are things going on? Man, and I'm so-and-so, you know, they're, they're feeling me, I'm feeling them. Well, have they come to the church? Are they in, that's the thing. They're not in church, and uh, they don't really love God. I mean, they're Catholic. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So it, it, man, even, but, you know, she, she has a cross on her neck. She's, here, here it is, guys. We, we don't want to compromise the standard. And look, just because that leader or so-and-so is in a relationship doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship. You see, automatically, we just like, I need, I need, I need, I need someone in my life. And so many times, we, we make rash decisions on who we talk to or who we like or even this or who we start flirting with. We start giving the wrong idea. You know, because we can do that. Men, we can do that. Give the wrong impression to girls. The way you smile and you're smiling too long. Like, you don't need to smile that long. Seriously. Or we taking double looks like, okay, ladies, like, oh, okay. Wait, wait till he notices me. I'm looking. Okay, then I'm not going to look at him. But he noticed me look at him, you know. I know how you tease. That's how it is. But look, look, look. Here it is. Guys, we want to wait. Patience. I, I don't understand. It's just like we rush into sin. Hear me out. We rush into sin many of the times because we, we don't even consider God, but we just consider what we want at the moment. And I'll tell you, what's at the moment is just like a bunch of hormones. You start acting, all you can see is like, ah, like you get goo-goo-eyed. Like we see those cartoons, like those like Wile E. Coyote, whenever he sees like another like pretty coyote, like his eyes turn into hearts and they pop out his eyes. You know, man, that's sometimes we, you got to wake up. Ladies, you got to watch out for that, okay? Because I'd be watching men sometimes. It's just, it's bad, okay? But here it is. Everybody has a different time. So don't come up to me and say, hey, Adam, you know what? I told myself in a relationship. I feel God is calling me to be in a relationship too. Not going to work. It's different for every person. Know where you're at in the Lord. Amen? You want to be spiritually strong. Let's keep on going. Here are some guidelines for Christian dating. Now, you guys want to take this. I'm going to read them off. You know, these are some good pointers in your life. Men and women, have these things. Write it down. Frame it up on your wall. Put it next to the Justin Bieber picture, ladies. Man, put it next to the Albert Pujols poster. Whatever you have to do, here are some guidelines that you need to have. One, be a Christian for at least a year. Can I get an amen? Be a Christian for at least a year. Look, you're not going to find that in the Bible. Like, okay, Adam, I'm going to do it if the Bible says so. You're not going to find anything about being a Christian. Look, look, this is solely from wisdom and understanding and just discernment the Holy Spirit has placed upon the leadership in this church. We understand when people, baby Christians, okay, they get saved like yesterday and they want to be in relationship with, like, automatic. And they're going to do everything they want on the baby because God is purifying them. God is cleansing their mind because the way they used to treat a woman, the way they used to see a woman was perverted. 
or not even that. You may not even look at a woman perverted, but just your experience growing up. Maybe you saw a bad example of how a, a man and a woman should be. And then when you get in a relationship, you start yelling at the person that you're supposed to love. Hold on a second. In that first year, we'd like to say, man, give God that time where he can transform you, where he can, you know, heal your heart. Because majority of the time, it's a heart issue. Reason why you, there's a lot of divorce today is because people go off an of impulse. People go off just the emotion. But let me tell you what, love is the strongest emotion there is. The Bible says God identifies himself with it. The Bible says that God is love. It's a powerful emotion. We don't take that lightly here. Understand that what you may call love may sometimes be lust. We're just being real, but just open up your eyes just a little bit so you can see. Well, I love that girl. What, what do you like about that girl? What, what do you love about that girl? Well, she, she's a Hispanic. She's brown complexion. She has pretty eyes, you know. Okay, what about a character? Oh, I know that she's good at homework. And <laughs> what, what? See, we understand. Look, be a Christian for at least a year. Let God mature you. Ladies, you don't want no boy. Amen. Oh, my lady said amen. All I had was maybe one sister. That's right. Amen. So, no, I want a boy. What are you talking about? Ladies, you want a man. That's what you want. So this example is not like, oh, I, I want a boy. It's not talking about you want the opposite sex. We're saying, no, we want a man of God. Amen. And, fellas, you want a woman of God. Amen. Just trust me. You want that. Number two, first become the type of man or woman that God says makes a good husband or wife. Now, that man, you said husband or wife. Wait a minute. I'm not even, I'm in high school. I ain't going to try to get married. Isn't that against the law? Isn't that wrong? Hold on a second. If you have this mindset that you want to prepare yourself for marriage one day, amen, because that's the only way we can do it. Being in a relationship, you know, fornication, that's wrong. Sex, oh, I said it. S-E-X. Sex. You guys are probably, <laughs> I remember when I first had my first sex ed class back in seventh grade. Oh, they go, like, that's what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. You're like, you know, but, but here it is, guys. We're, we're talking about it. I mean, it's like you go back in school and everybody's doing it. I mean, at least here we're talking about how, like, you know what? We save that for marriage. Back in school, everybody's just letting it out. First become the type of man or woman that God says makes you a good husband or wife. If you say, man, I'm not ready to get married. Guess what? You're not ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> If you're not ready to get married, you're not ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> like I have a giant like thing coming on my side. I'm preaching. And God says that this thing's coming on my head. Praise the Lord. I'll never do that again. I'm learning my lesson now. I'll use one of you guys. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right? See, if you're not ready, to be honest. But I ain't ready to get married. Okay, don't be in a relationship. What's wrong, what's wrong with you, fool? Let me get someone who's nice and head. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay, let's keep on going. Make sure you have the permission of your parents. Now, can I get an amen at least for my leaders? Come on. Oh, you're better <laughs> standing up like she's fanning herself. Make sure you have the permission of your parents. A lot of times we keep things hidden from the people that love us the most because we know that they have better judgment at the time and, and they're outside. They're looking at it objectively. They know what's best for us. And usually most of the time your parents want what's best for you. Amen. They want what's best for you, and, and they, they're looking outside right now like, 
young man, you are failing some classes, and if you get in a relationship, you're not going to do any homework, and it's going to get you further away from the studies, it's going to get you further away from God because you want to go out to the movies on a Friday. Make sure you have the permission of your parents. Do nothing in secret. Do nothing in secret. There's a situation that happened. I'm not going to mention any names, but things were done in secret. I did it in secret, and it just messes it up. And when the parents get involved, it's like, you lose trust. And then they can't even trust it. When I, when I lost the trust of my father, they found out one day I was, uh, I had my phone. Me and my mom had the same looking phone, the Razor. Remember when the Razors were cool? Now everybody with iPhones. And when the Razor was still cool, okay, check this out. Um, my mom and I had the exact same similar phone. And me and girl had just finished, like, doing the business yesterday. We were texting about it. You know, we were reminiscing. You know, just the dumbest things ever. And I left my phone downstairs and next to my mom's phone. And my mom picks it up. My girlfriend has sent me a message. I went to bed, opens it up, just automatically presses read because she thinks it's hers. I'll tell you what, it wasn't funny at all. Because all I hear is my father just calling my name out at the top of his voice. Adam, come downstairs. And I tell you what, I sat before my father and my mother. My mother crying. My father about to the point of crying. He says, young man, you lost my trust you lost my trust and dude I, I wanted to cry but I had to be a man my eyes were just wide I didn't have to. my father see he, he worked he did everything he can to give me the best you know he, he, he worked provided fuel for us for me and the family you know he, he went out to my baseball games he was a you know he's a great dad and when he says you lost my trust I just felt like I was ashamed. I didn't know what to do. And from that point on, I, I couldn't go out. I lived in their house. I couldn't go out because they didn't trust me. Make sure you have the permission of your parents. Amen. Amen. Four, talk to your pastor or leader first to see if you're spiritually and emotionally ready. Okay, God has placed leaders in this church. And all my leaders, go ahead and stand on up. Let them see who you are. Go ahead and stand on up. All my leaders, all my 201 leaders, this is a, I want everybody, all the youth groups to look around, okay? Look around. These are your leaders here in this ministry. If any one of these people come up to you and say, hey, man, how's it going? Or say, hey, man, can you do this for me? Or say, hey, you know what, let's, let's keep accountable. You can trust them. Amen? Amen. Melissa, can sit on down. Talk to your pastor or your leaders first to see if you're spiritually and emotionally ready. Because there are some people here in this church, and not to, not to point the finger and to just, man, man, you're wrong. And, but we, we want to encourage you. We see, we know what's best. In the same way, we, like, we see it objectively, okay? We're not saying you can't be in a relationship, la, 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 la. But we're looking, okay, let's see what's best. We have your best in mind. Talk to me if you say, hey, madam, we're both, you know, in the one-on-one. Hey, we're both in church, and I want to know how to go about it. Talk to us. You can confide in us. But the moment you start hiding it, the moment you know it's bad because, you know what? The moment I started getting with that girl, started, you know, even doing things inappropriately, I hid it from my friends and I hid it from my pastor, Pastor Joe. Make sure you talk to your pastor and your leaders. Number five, make a list of the things you are looking for in a marriage. Young people, so many times we're just like, well, I'm not planning to get married. Literally, if you start planning for it, as a young lady, as a young man, you should start saying in your heart, this is what I find, this is what I want to find in my wife. Make a list. That's not weird at all. Fellas, make a list, 
Okay, just it's not, it's not. Oh, you know what? That's that diary stuff. I'm, I stay away from that. No, 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 no. It's, you're saying to yourself, I'm not gonna compromise so that when someone comes around, just because you know she's wearing a cross, that's not who I'm supposed to date. That's not who I'm supposed to marry. If you make a list in your heart, you make a list and put it on paper. Guys, you're setting yourself up for success. That's what these guidelines are for. Number six, pray and ask God for his permission. Allow God into this. Allow him. The moment you say, well, I'm not going to pray about it, and you know things, just a red flag, bloop, red flag, because you know what? When you think about God, God brings his holiness, God brings his glory, and your mind ain't lined up to his will. So pray and ask God for his permission. Line it up. Number seven. Understand how to date like a Christian. And this book right here, guys, is a great tool, a great resource. You know, you can go back on the sermon series, and we have it, and we talked about the first lesson, the second lesson. We're not going to go through the whole entire book, but I'm going through more, more important points that, you know, that we can reflect on that we're engaging in right now. Understand how to date like a Christian. You don't date like the world. You're separated. You're different. And so what people may make fun of you because they call you a virgin. I, mean, I got so much names for being a virgin to save myself. You're a virgin still? Dude, it's your junior year. Are you serious? Yeah. People, it's, it would happen. And you guys look at me like, really? No, you go back to school because they ain't doing it the right way. They're not doing, they don't even care about God. Save yourself for marriage. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, let's get this. It's good. Proverbs 16, 25, it says this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Wow. I, I, I bolded some of the points that I want you guys um, to realize and get today. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. How many times do we have these brilliant ideas that we say we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and the whole entire time, we don't even consider God and what he thinks. We haven't even prayed about the situation. We haven't prayed about such and such or so and so. And we just say we have the greatest, the most genius light bulb idea when we go about it. And it seemed right to us at the time. You know, going out with your friends this day. Go ahead and doing that. Or go ahead and just maybe watching this movie. Or go ahead and, and you know, hanging out with some. You know what? It seemed right, but in the end, at least death. I'm not saying you died after that. But what happens is compromise temptation you give into it you're not going to want anybody to know so you're just going to put it behind you and just keep on moving on because that's the christian life not keeping accountable to everybody and just keep on you know what you know what you're falling on the wrong pole because you know what it keeps on coming back and you keep on giving in because you have no one to keep you accountable to say hey that's wrong proverbs 12:28 says this in the way of righteousness there is life along the path is immortality in the way of righteousness, there is life. Along that path is immortality. It talks about the, the Proverbs is a book of, of wisdom. You know, Solomon, the most wisest person to have ever walked the earth. And the reason why he became the most wisest, you know, he, God said, hey, ask of anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And, and Solomon, the king could have asked for anything, money. Girls, fame. I mean, he could have asked for whatever, and God was going to bless him with it. You know what he asked God for? Give me wisdom. God said, because you've asked for wisdom, all these things will be added to you. He was one of the richest kings in history. Solomon's wealth, they record about it. It's just like vast. 
people from other different countries, rulers and leaders, came to just hear Solomon speak because he was so wise. And he points out these two differences. The way of righteousness, there is life. Along that path is immortality. Listen, what? Dating like a Christian and what the Bible says, that's the path you want to be on. Amen? Let's keep on going. There it is. God has specific rules for Christian dating. Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Oh, oh, if we get that today. Uh, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Your heart. Your heart. I'll tell you what, people. When, when, when someone hurts you, you know, you, you probably have friends and they can do things to you. And you know what? Ah, whatever. You know, it doesn't bother you. But someone that you've let into your heart, I'm talking about that you trusted, someone that you allowed in that place in your life where you say, I trust you and I love you. Above all else, guard your heart for it is a wellspring of life. You know that when a person, when you get your heart crushed, for someone you so deeply loved, someone you, you thought maybe you were going to spend the rest of your life with, someone that you just, you know, it's just a special someone, and when things go wrong, they can break your heart. And at that point in time, people become most depressed. Depression set, settles in quick. It, it happens fast. It happens to anybody. Guess what? It happens to pastors. It happens to men of God in the Bible. You reserve it for people that you trust and love. Guard your heart, young people. You don't let anybody in there just willingly. But I'll tell you what. Despite all the heartaches, beside all the pain that might have been caused by other, other people in your life, or just maybe family, the past, things may happen to you. How about this? When you let Jesus Christ into your heart, come on. When you let the King of kings and the Lord of lords into your heart, God is love. He fills you up with love. And it's joy unspeakable. And that love will, ne- will never get old. That love is always made in you. That love is the love that you want to be filled up first. Get that first. No one will ever take the place of God in your life. Amen? No one will ever take that place of God. So be filled up with the love of God and say, God, you're first. And things that may come off, you shake it off because you're filled up for God's love. Like, God. I have you in my heart. I have you in my life. That's going to be okay. Let's keep on going. Seven tips for Christian dating. Seven tips. I'm giving you guys tips on dating. Praise the Lord. Your booth pastor is cool. Amen. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Seven tips for Christian dating. All my fellas and all my ladies, get this. Number one, never date a non-Christian. I had to do it. I had to do it softly. Never date like, never date like a non-Christian. Never date a non-Christian. Let's read. Make sure they have a relationship with God just like you. Do not settle for less. Settling and dating leads to hardships in marriage. It is better to wait for God's best than to be divorced in your 20s. How true. We think that by marriage, it's just like the secret key. Like when I'm married, everything's going to be fine. It's not that at all. As a matter of fact, when you add a marriage, you have a little bit more problems because now it takes two to make one. And, and when that other half doesn't see eye to eye with you, it's just like fighting and arguing. It's like, oh, and, and, and men of God and women of God can tell you, like, there's hardships in marriage. And never get that, like, it's going to be like you're, you're like, skipping along, like, the prairie and, like, everything's going to be perfect. Ne- never date a non-Christian. It's just 
They don't have the same principles. They don't have the same beliefs as you. So they're going to want to take you to that next level on the second day. They're going to not want to go to church and go to the movies on a youth group night. Never date a non-Christian. That's a no-no. That should be like highlighted, circle, never, ever date a non-Christian. Ever. Let's do this. Two, put friendship before romance. Put friendship before romance. Guys, you want to have a friend first before you start saying, I love you. We dropped that just like, I love you. Like, you met me last week. Do you love me? <laughs> like, I know that I know. Like, God told me, like, you need to pray. Okay? Put friendship before romance. Do not let, you, do not let your emotions or lo- don't grow attached to someone until you have become their friend and really seen the type of person they really are. Who they really are. Many of the times you find out that, you know, there's a lot of divorces in life and, and, and today because people would get into a marriage and they'd have all these unrealistic ideas or just things they saw of the person. And when they actually live with the person, they see, man, he's not who he said he was. That's not the same guy that was romancing me, giving me flowers every week. It's a little different. So that's what we stress on building a friendship for before you start falling in love, before you start saying, hey, I, you're the one. Because understand this, a lot of the times people are going to be friends with you just in your face to get something from you, to get a feeling, you know, that they have just, you know, quenched. And I need, like, I want to be with somebody. And just, you just want to have someone by you. You know what I'm saying? Put a friendship first. And young people, I encourage you right now just to make friends. Not that you're going to go get in a relationship the next day, but make friends. It's a good thing. Don't be, like, so attached. But, like, I'm just looking for the one. I'm looking for the one. You know, and you have no friends. It's like, what's, why are you so miserable? What's going on? I'm looking for the one. I'm waiting. It's like, that's not you. Make friends. It's okay to make friends. Amen? Don't be so uptight. Amen? Amen. Come on. Three, spend time in groups and in public places. Now, this one, I, I tell you what, for high school, trust me. Get this, circle it, and don't be weird that, you, you know, the person that you like or, you know, you have this rule. is like, trust me, this is a golden rule. Spend time in groups and in public places. That's one thing I try to avoid the most with my girlfriend. Like, everybody was going out, like, oh, let them go that way. Let's go see this movie instead. Nah, spend time in groups and public places. Ladies, if the man wants to take you away from the group and say, hey, be more romantic, don't buy into it. Don't, don't, don't buy into it. Fellas, if the lady wants to do something else, you know, not with the group, don't buy into it. Can I get my men to say amen? Like the ladies are amending their part and the men are just like, "Mm, I don't know about that, Adam. (laughs) I don't know. Come on, man. I'm telling you, the Bible talks about the lady who comes around with like perfume and she looks all good. But she leads you away and drags you into hell. Read Proverbs. Read Proverbs. Proverbs. It will scare the hell out of you because it looks so good at times. And I'm telling you, the person can be harmless and in it like they have a perfect family, but she cares nothing for the Lord. And she just wants to be your boyfriend. She wants to love you. Right? She just, <laughs> my bad. You know what I meant. I'm like, why are they laughing? I'm trying to keep it serious. But you said boyfriend. Oh, my bad. <laughs> She's just trying to be your girlfriend. You guys understand what I'm saying. Praise Lord. I was getting serious at that, man. The Holy Ghost is going to come after that one. All righty. Four, make God a priority. 
Make God a priority. Praise the Lord. Let's move on. Spend time praying together and talking about God. Make God the center of relationship. If you know right away that you bring your Bible to the lunch table, you want to sit next to him like, uh, hold on a second. What, what's going on? If they're ashamed of God, are you serious? God is more real than this lunch table right now. Are you serious? Like God is number one in your life. If they can't see eye to eye with that, that's, that's, no, that's not even an issue. You're walking away. And if for you, if God is not a priority, hold on a minute. I'm talking about people that may come into your life. If you're the ones that God's not a priority, like you're not making them, something is wrong. Because we can't talk about Christian dating if you get this in your life settled. Spend some time praying together and talking about God. Make God the center of your relationship. Make God the center of your life. Before you have anybody else in a relationship, you yourself get it together. Amen? Let's go. Five. The man should ask the parents' permission to date their daughter. And I highly believe this, and let's read. Make sure to have both parents' permission, but it is a good character to have the man ask the woman's family first. He should simply ask if he could date their daughter. Again, may seem old-fashioned, but guys, do this the right way. That way, if the papa bear knows, where, you know, it's 11 o'clock. They say they're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Where's he at? You won't get in trouble knowing that the man has a shotgun and you're out with his daughter. You're going to bring her at 11 o'clock at the dock. 11 o'clock, that's too late. 9 o'clock, amen? Praise the Lord. What are you guys doing out at 11 o'clock? I don't know. Here it is. Ask, ask. You're not ashamed. What's there to hide? This is who I am. I go to church. I love Jesus. You know? Come on. Do it the right way. And if you can't do that, like, man, check back, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. If, I, if I'm having a problem with number five, because usually I'm having a problem with the ones before that, or maybe my, my priority is not straight. Amen? So let's keep on going. Guard your hearts. Guard your heart. And I say this as much to the ladies as I say to the men. I was a fool in love with, with love with this girl. I let her in when God told me no. I put my guard down. One thing led to another, and I left. I left the church. I just basically said, "God, I'm leaving you." Guard your heart, because you know what? And you know what we always pray. Get this: we say, "God, come into my life, fill my heart." We always say, come into your heart. Come into my heart. It's hard, to come, it's hard to have God come into your heart when you're full of somebody else's love. For example, if you go out to, the, to a buffet right now and we just say, hey, man, you just go ahead and eat whatever. It's on me. And you're just maxing out and you're just like stuffed. Like you just had like three-course meal and dessert and just like, ugh. And I go and I take your favorite food. For me personally, it's lasagna. That's how I get down, okay? If you go there, and if I go into that buffet and I stuff myself up, and you put, I was like, I cannot possibly have that, you know? And sometimes we get full off of different things. Like we, we, we put God to the side. And, and, and God should be number one, but we, if we don't realize that, if we don't get that in our hearts, no one's going to make you. That's, this, is the, this is the part right here. No one's going to make you put God first. Guard your heart. Guard your heart, young people. Do not let your emotions get out of control. Ask God for wisdom. We're just so emotionally just, ah, I want to be in a relationship because we think it's going to be better when it's in a relationship. It's not. It's not. Let's keep on going. 
In closing, let's keep on. Number seven, stay pure. Do not break God's commands. God warns against sexual immorality. Be sure to stay accountable to your parents and spiritual leaders so that you do not fall into sin. If you guys can stand on up for me. Go ahead and stand on up. Leilani, come up to the keys. Go ahead and play us a tune. Play us a tune. Come on. Let's set the atmosphere. We're talking about relationships. Go ahead and play some. Go ahead and play some. Come on, somebody. It's not awkward at all. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about right there. Nice romantic. But guess what? We're going to romance with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. That's what I'm all about. Young people, we're going to give you the opportunity to say, God, this is a lot. I just want to fall in love with you and know you. I'm down with that. If you guys are down with that, we're going to give you a time at these altars. Just fall in love with God. Remember at that place on your knees and be like, God, fill me. Stay pure. The biggest thing, young people, that we struggle with today is staying pure. And here's the thing. You don't need another person to be impure. You can be impure just by yourself. You can be impure with the stares that you have towards people. Lusting after them, checking them out from top to bottom. It's like, oh, yep, that's what I want. That's lust. In front of God, God hates sin. And we sometimes laugh and it's cute. We joke around with our friends. Yeah, she's she fine, all right? You check her out? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we think it's nothing. We just dismiss it because everybody else is doing it. Hold on a second. God hates that. Purity is a serious thing, young people. I wish I would have taken purity before God more serious. That I, that I broke his heart. That, that when I did that, when I fell away, I was going against everything that I knew in me, what God has placed in me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Ah. And I, and I broke my vow before the Lord of staying pure before marriage. Young people, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop with just a stare. The devil is playing for keeps. If you understand anything about the devil, he's not satisfied until you're destroyed, burning in hell. Lust. You might have, you might not be in a relationship right now. But how's the, how are the eyes? How's the battle of the mind? Are you winning there or is the devil defeating you there? Keeping holy thoughts. Not entertaining evil thoughts, thinking things that are perverted. You know, we seeing things sometimes and letting that play, my play, and repeat and repeat. With all eyes closed and, and head bowed. I want to read this verse to you. Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And it says this. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. With eyes closed, I'm going to explain this to you. We're basically saying there's a fight. Before God came into your life, you only know how to do it wrong. That was called the sinful nature. And the sinful nature only wanted to please itself. Get more into sin. Get further away from God. Lust after the opposite sex. Go ahead and go ahead and sleep with so-and-so. Or go ahead and do this. It's not that bad. You're not having sex. You're still saving yourself. 
and you start believing the lies. But when the Holy Spirit, when God came into your life, oh, something happened, something transformed inside of you, and you know that you can't keep on being in that relationship that you know you're not supposed to be in. Or you know you have no business trying to be in a relationship with that person when they don't even love God the way they should love God. Come on. Today you have the chance, young people, to live by the Spirit. And guess what? That's going to follow you from when you leave this place and when you go back with your family, when you have your own family. Live by the Spirit. I want my leaders to come on up. We want to pray for some of you in this place. Because I know what it's like to deal with temptation. I know what it's like to, uh, to lust. I know what it's like to, to doubt what God has for you. My leaders can spread out on this altar. I know what it's like. I want to pray for you right now. Because look, here, here's the thing. There's something wrong in your heart that happened when, when you were younger or just you don't see things the right way right now. And when the Spirit, when God comes into your life, He changes it up. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're just going to ask you to come on up in your prayer for just so that you can have your mind be renewed because these are some things that you're learning that weren't always like you didn't know about. But now you're learning it to do it God's way. And you want to live by the Spirit. You want to please God. For the first people, I'm going to come on up. And we're going to end in a time of just, just basking in God's love. That means we're just going to stay and just, God, fill me with your love. And you guys can feel God's love. And I want you guys, if you need help feeling God's love, come up as well. But here it is. If you need help surrendering your, your future to the Lord and who he has for you. If you need help living holy before God, if you need help doing it the right way, I want you to leave your seat right now and come up to these altars. Find someone to pray for right now. Come on. Come on, find someone to pray for. Come on, let it break. Let it break. Come on. with single people. I don't understand when you guys are not coming from your seat. The devil is a liar. Guys, young people, I'm talking about you're not in sin. You're not a bad person if you come on up. You're saying, God, I want you involved in my plans and what I have for my life. Come on. Come on up. Say, hey, guys, you know what? Just, just pray for me. I just want to be encouraged because I didn't see it like this. Well, we're going to give you the next couple moments to come on up. Just get prayer for it. And then everybody in this place is going to come on up and just just surrender to the Lord. Amen. doesn't want to come up for prayer because they think it's weird. You come. You come. You know the word of the Lord was speaking to you today. You come. You don't wait.
can get that song, I Surrender. We can get that ready. Listen to me, young people. Listen to me. There is a war for your spirit. There's a war for you. And the devil is fighting. And we know that in Christ Jesus, we have the victory. But in areas of our life, we can close out the door to God's love and God's forgiveness and God's victory when we say, no, I don't need help. When you say, well, I, no, I don't need prayer. I feel like I'm straight. Let me tell you what. Whenever we have altar calls, if you're praying, keep on praying in the attitude of prayer, we're inviting you to say, hey, you're allowing God. It's the perfect opportunity for you to say, man, God, I'm going to need your help. I'm a young person. I don't have everything right. gonna to beg and plead you God is worthy you know what you guys will get it is that song ready I surrender go ahead and go ahead and play Lord's life for me please I want everybody to leave their seat oh this is a must everybody leave your seat find a place in this room whether at this altar we're in the corner just get a place where it's going to be you and God. You're just going to draw intimate with God. And this song is going to play and it's talking about surrender. The surrender that you're doing daily. Come on, put it up a little bit. Come on. You and God, just draw closer. Come on. If you still need prayer, find a leader, find a leader and get prayed for. Come on. Come on, surrender today. Everything, Lord. Everything, Lord. All to you, Jesus.
Amen, amen. Way down. I want everybody just kind of eyes on me really quick. I want everybody just kind of just kind of wake up really quick off of your prayer land. I want everybody just kind of take a seat for me real quick on the floor. It's fine. Where you are, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if you're all the way in the corner. Just, just listen up. Because the song that we were singing right now, or some of you were singing, and some of us were actually praying it. Lord, I surrender. Amen? Lord, I surrender to you. Right? Now, a lot of you were singing it, but you didn't know what you were singing. A lot of you were singing, singing it after hearing a message like this. To end, uh, crazy love, man. What does that mean? What does it mean, crazy love? What does it mean? It begins with God. Amen? And then it begins with the other person. Right? Amen? I'm a big amener, by the way, guys. If you never really heard me preach before, I'm a big amener. So really quick, I just want to testify, okay? I want to share something with you, and I want to be very transparent with you, okay? And so basically what I'm going to kind of share something very, something that I'm going through right now, all right? And you guys know who Hope is, right? Amen. You guys met her last week, week, uh, week before. And a lot of you, uh, probably at least half of you saw me propose to her on this stage in October, right? October 22nd. Well, um... It turns out that she's, she has some things that she needs to deal with in her life. And her and I are no longer together. So my fiancé is now my ex-girlfriend. Okay? A lot, a lot of you are just like, what? Yeah. And that's something I'm going through right now. That's something I had nothing to do with. This, this has been a rough week. This happened on Sunday. This whole week I've just been at what in the world happened. What did I do wrong? What was going on? And then I realized God showed me didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong. And you better believe the enemy took that opportunity to attack me crazy. To attack me crazy. And some of you know what I'm talking about, guys. Some of you guys know. So maybe one of you guys ended a relationship. But I'm not just, forget about relationships. Now we're talking about a crazy love, not for a girl or a guy, but now it's crazy love for God. Amen? Because that's what I have to experience now. Yes, the relationship is over. And actually today marks exactly a year where God told me that is supposed to be your wife. But you know what? Just like a person could lose their salvation, just like everybody here is called to be saved and sanctified by God, and you could walk away from it, yes, that girl chose to walk away from this relationship. Did it hurt me? Of course. But you know what? I gave it to the Lord. I'm continuing giving it to the Lord. And this week has been a rough week, man. You better believe it. The girl of my dreams just, you know, we just split up. And this has been a rough week for me. But, man, and today especially I was feeling it. And the devil was attacking me so much. And I said, oh, my goodness, Lord, I need to spend time with you right now. As soon as I got off of work and I started coming, uh, driving over here, plugged in the iPod, started worshiping. And then what happened? I turned the corner, and I see the biggest full moon I've ever seen in my life. You guys seen it yet? And I'm looking at that. I'm like, whoa, that is huge. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, I, I don't, we really don't, really, we don't know a whole bunch about that, do we? We don't know a whole bunch about that moon. But I was like, God, you made that. You made that moon. You, you made the stars in the sky. You, made, you created us. You created mankind. And more, even more importantly, you created me. 
And Lord Father, if you can make something that big, that beautiful in, in, the, in, in the night shine so bright, then you could take this little problem of mine and shine on me. Amen? Just as bright as that, shine, that, that moon was shining on us, God will shine on you. And it begins with a crazy love for God. Amen? So forget about the problem. Some of you are, are growing up with broken homes, uh, divorced parents, or maybe you never knew your father, your mother. Whatever it may be, a death in the family, it doesn't matter. It starts with a crazy love for God. Amen? Get crazy for God. And if you are looking for a man or a woman in your life, get crazy for God and make sure that man or woman is in love with you or God. And then that person will love you. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer really quick. Uh, real quick. I just, sure. You guys know that Dr. Fu, he's a, he's a servant of the Lord and he's a leader. And um, before we close out in prayer, we want to sing this one song. Um, I'm grateful that he shared his heart because sometimes it's, it's hard to come up here and share what you know, what happened in in life. But I want to encourage young people, even through something like this, where he's coming up here, he's like, can I testify? I said, you can testify? Yeah. Because you know what? He's giving God the praise. Even through something like this, it's just giving the encouragement to man, God is number one, and when he's number one, he'll never let you down. So we're going to put this song up a little bit, and we're just going to go crazy after God, and then we're close in prayer. Amen? And I want you guys to continue. Go after God. Come on. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, Lord, I pray, God, that we would just start draw deeper. Come on. Come on, guys. Just get there just a little bit more. Just hang out with just a little bit more. Come on. You just heard a, a, a testimony to encourage you to put God number one. This song is saying, all I need is you. Come on. How true, Father. All we need is you in our life, Father God. It's not just a quick fix. But, Father, spending time with you. Come on, put the song up.
if that's your prayer tonight, come on, every voice in here. Is you Come on. Is you All I need is Come on, make that make that your prayer tonight. Lord, make me want you so much, Father, that all the other things in my life is obsolete. It's nothing. Hallelujah. Come on, elevate. Lord Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Lord Father, for your crazy love, Lord Father. Because you love us. The only reason we love you tonight is because you loved us first, God. And Lord, you called us out, Lord Father. You called us, Lord Father. Not only did you save us, but you called us, God, to a greater calling, Lord Father. And the only reason I can stand here among young people, Lord Father, and say, yes, I might be hurting, but Lord, I'm putting you first in my life, is because you looked down on me and said, son, I love you. Now get up and walk. Get up and walk in that water like I told you. Some of you have mountains in here, and you have to get over it. Move it out the way and say, in Jesus' name, I don't care what's in front of me because it's about to be behind me. In Jesus' name, Lord Father, we thank you, and I pray for strength and courage and boldness all up in this place within every single heart, God. Let them be desperate for you. Let them be hungry for you, Father. In the name of Jesus, all we want is you. And everybody said... Come on, if you meant to, let me get an amen. Come on, slap your neighbor a high five and ask him, are you crazy in love? Come on, Jesus, thank you, Lord.